Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Find hidden clues and uncover a murder mystery. Solve mind-teasing mysteries of the Roaring Twenties. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love true crime, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? There's nothing I love more than getting to decorate my very own luxurious state island. The best part? You can chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Black Girl Gone Afterthoughts. I, of course, am your host, Amara, and I am here with my husband and my co-host, Jason. What's up, y'all? So we took a little break last week, but we are back. We came back this week with a brand new episode, and we brought two stories this week. Both women went missing in 2011. The stories are not connected. They went missing in different parts of the country, but they both went missing in the same year, three months apart. And so they were both stories that I felt like I really wanted to cover. Um, If you listen to the show, you know that missing person cases are always cases that don't have a lot of information. First of all, they're still missing. So that's part of the reason why we don't know a lot, but also because of the lack of reporting about these cases. So we struggled to find details that we may have if we just had a little bit more information. But both of these cases were very, very important, and that's why I wanted to cover them. The Bianca Green story I had found out about, you know, several weeks ago, and it was on my list. And then recently with the arrest of her child's father, a few people reached out to me and asked me to cover her story. And so with those new developments, even though the police are not really talking and we don't really know what's going on, right. it seemed like a perfect time to cover that story. Yeah, this is why, um, you know, you never stop sharing the stories. And yep. in these stories, you never know. Um, and I, I guess I shouldn't even say stories. In these situations, yeah. you never know what's going to come out. So exactly. it's important to be aware and keep paying attention. Yeah, I mean, even recently... Um, and there's been no confirmation, but this is about another story. But the Ali Gilmore story, we did the Reloaded. We included Ali's story and when we did the first Reloaded. Right. And about, I want to say a few days ago, a couple people reached out to me and said that there have been remains found in Tallahassee that were buried. And the remains were near where Ali lived. Now, of course... It's going to take them a while to be able to identify the remains because these are skeletal remains. Okay. But this is something that I'm keeping an eye on because it, it could possibly be Ali because of the fact that, you know, the, the the condition of the remains and then the proximity of where, you know, how close it was to where she lived and just all of those type of things. So it's right. something that I'm keeping my eye on. But it just goes to your point that, it's the important to keep sharing these stories because who knows? There's always new oh, developments. Yeah. There's always new things that happen. And like I said, we don't know what's going on with Bianca Green's uh, 
child's father and that situation with the other woman that he murdered and any of that. But it's brought Bianca's story back into the headlines. And that's also very important. And sadly, it's on the back of another young Black woman losing her life. But for Bianca's family, it's a new chance to get her story back out there and for people to remember Bianca. Yeah, and to get justice. Yes. And the words of Ben Crump. Ben Crump. It's it's justice. justice. That's right. So, yeah, it's always about that. And it's always about making sure that, you know, we keep telling stories. So even when there's not a lot of information, missing person stories are are sometimes the most important because of those little things that could be brought up to the surface that could give families answers, that could help them lead them to their loved ones. Even if the outcome is tragic and their loved ones are no longer alive, sometimes the families have come to that acceptance. They just just, want to be able to bring them home and and bury them. The crazy part about about, um, that is that when I started kind of you know, learning more about, you know, true crime and these stories and the families and, you know, how every, you know, how some of these situations go. I didn't really realize how much people just want to know. They just want closure. They They just want to know what happened. You know what I'm saying? And there's never closure in that full sense, right? But we know that there's a certain certain kind of closure that at least comes with being able to bring that person home, give them yeah, a proper a re- resting place. Or even a reason. Yeah, like, what, what and, happened? Exactly. And and having that ability to to know that, it, it means a lot to it these families. It means a families. lot to people. The unknowing, and I've, I've said this before when I've done episodes about the missing, the unknowing, the not knowing has to be the hardest part because you don't know. You yeah. have no idea where this person is. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, like, it, it's, it's really scary when you think it about is. it and my my heart breaks for the families of those who have gone through that because i just can't imagine you just one day your child someone you love your sister your mother your 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 brother whoever you're just talking to them one day and the next day they're just gone yeah. you don't know where they are all their stuff is there they left all their personal belongings behind it's just like you, you know it's it's really crazy and so yeah, these stories are heartbreaking, but they're necessary to tell. Even when the information is slim, it's important to get these women's names out there for people to know. Uh, a lot of people probably had never heard the name Bianca Green, had never heard the name Christina Voltaire. I know I had never heard the name Christina Voltaire. It was a it was a case I kind of came upon, and I was like, "Wow, this is really crazy." But you know, so. That's where we were for this week with these stories. Okay, so give us a recap. Um, Take it from the top, and uh, let's see what you got. Yeah, so we're going to start. We'll start by talking about Bianca, and then we'll talk about Christina's case. So for those of you listening to the story this week, you know that Bianca Green was a 24-year-old woman who was living in Romulus, Michigan, with her four-year-old son, She was in school. She was in nursing school. She also had a job working at the airport in a sandwich shop. And she was just trying to raise her son and, you know, build a better life for him. She had a boyfriend on again, off again, named Jameer. She had been dating him for a while. According to her mom, the relationship wasn't the best, but they were young and 
they went back and forth and, you know, it, it was like that. I, I don't really know what the exact status of the relationship was at the time that she disappeared, but they had been together. And about six to eight weeks before she went missing, she found out that she was pregnant again. According to her mom, Bianca was overwhelmed by her circumstances. She was young. She had a four-year-old. She was in school. She was working. And now she found out she was pregnant. And life was just kind of weighing her down. And and she was, you know, I I don't want to say depressed, but she was, you know, feeling the weight of life, as as some of us do. And so her behavior wasn't, I I, I can't say that, I don't want to say that her behavior was off, but I think that her family knew that she was under this stress. So the day that she went missing, she went to her mom's job. Her mom didn't report that anything was off about her behavior. She didn't say anything strange. But later on that night, her mom got a text message from her saying that she wanted to leave and start over and start a new life and something about her being on a bus on her way to Ohio. And her mom was worried, but she knew because of the stress, you know, maybe she just needed to, you know, blow off some steam. Uh, But according to the messages, she said that she was going to call her mom once she got to wherever she was going. But when her mom tried to call her, her phone started going straight to voicemail. And it continued to be that way. No one ever saw Bianca again. And so that's where the story of her disappearance kind of ends. Several years later, 12 years later, actually, to be exact, because it just happened this year, uh, her child's father, her ex, uh, Jameer, was arrested for the murder of his ex-girlfriend, a nurse in Detroit. He allegedly waited outside of her job with a wig, a blonde wig, forced her into her car, and then shot her, killed her, and then left her in the back of her vehicle. And he is now in jail awaiting trial on charges. For currently. Her, currently. Right, like right now. now? Like, they just officially brought down the charges on June 1st. So oh, okay. we're talking about like just a couple of weeks ago, like wow. a week ago. So yeah, um, and he is so he is currently in jail. But with his arrest, it has brought Bianca's story, like I said, back into the headlines. And she, you know, the, there's questions now about whether or not Jameer knew more about what happened to Bianca. It's just a very odd coincidence that, you know, one man would have this type of things going on in his life. So that's just the 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 the, the background of the story. And we'll get into you know, more of the details. But that's that's the story. Okay. Um, I don't want to waste any time. Yeah. Go for it. Let, uh, okay. let me hear what's interesting, what you feel like needs to be, you know, uh, brought to the light about this case. That's crazy. That, that's crazy that um, this the case is going on right now. Like right yeah. now. Like it just happened. Like and um, I wonder how strong the case is. I mean, I know they they say that's him. You said that they said that it was him. Well, they have surveillance. I, did, I, I mean, I, I heard that part on the story, but I didn't really realize that it was something that was going on right now. Yeah. So you're saying it's the surveillance. So they have surveillance I, I, footage. They have. You know, I think that, like I said in the story, they he he had been stalking uh, Patrice. He had been harassing her. She had ended the relationship. So there were already things that uh, police knew. I don't know what the surveillance footage looked like. It probably was pretty good surveillance footage. We're talking right. about a hospital. Hospitals usually have 
pretty good yeah, surveillance yeah, cameras, you know yeah, what I mean? And so they, it, yeah. uh, they probably were able to zoom in and identify him. He probably, you know, they're, they're able to use, you know, the way he walks, the the build, the height. They're able to right. make a pretty clear identity, even if they don't get a, a clear picture of the face. If they could tell that it's, a man who's six two, one hundred and ninety five pounds. Right. Where you know that those type of things, whatever. So yeah, that. But that yeah, this case is currently going on with, uh, the with the Patrice's murder and the um arrest and charging of Jameer Miller Senior. Well, I guess I can count that one as interesting because I'm that's totally just crazy. Yeah, it's really crazy. Know. Yeah, it's um, it's a that's it a crazy it's a crazy part of the story and the. Ex-boyfriend being arrested 12 years later for murdering his another woman is just, it's not something that it happens often. But the 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 fact that he has this missing, you know, the, the child, the mother of his his first child is missing. And now 12 years later, this is where he is, this is what's going on. It's it's a hard fact to ignore. It's a hard piece of this puzzle to ignore. And like I said, we have no idea what Jameer knows. We can't accuse. We can't assume. I, we don't have any idea. But it is interesting, and it does raise questions about whether or not he does know more. It, it's just, you know, he could just be a murderer who decided to murder somebody 12 years after his child's mother went missing and he had nothing to do with what happened to Bianca or not. That's the that's the thing that is interesting yeah. about this part of the case. Because like I said, it just doesn't often happen. We don't often get those type of um, things happen where a, a woman goes missing and, and, you know, her child's father is then later on arrested for the murder of someone else. So it's just a it it's something that I'm definitely going to make sure that I keep an eye on and and keep track of because like I said in the episode hopefully this does reignite the police's interest investigators interest in Bianca's case it it like for all the reasons like I just said about why this is you know, a crazy situation. It's the same reason why police should be like, you know what, maybe we should take a second look at this Bianca Green case because if he is capable of murdering someone in this way, so brutally, so brazenly, maybe we should dig a little deeper and see what actually happened the night that Bianca went missing. And so that's my hope for this. But yeah, so... Uh, okay, moving right along. So, um, yeah, so I, we already kind of talked about the ex-boyfriend, so I'm not going to talk about that anymore. But I do want to talk about the events leading up to her disappearance. And I talked about how we know that Bianca was, um, according to her family, she was overwhelmed with life. She was, you know, things were happening. She was pregnant. And like I said in that episode. And she was in... Nursing school. She was in nursing school, yeah, which is difficult, which is challenging yeah. at it in at any level. So she but she was also pregnant and in the very early stages of pregnancy. And and like I said in the episode, if you have been pregnant, then you know that especially those 
early weeks, they can be tough for some women. Some women have a really hard time. That's the more, you know, you're more likely to have the morning sickness and the fatigue hits you really. Like, it's it's hard. And then on top of that, you have a four-year-old who needs tending to, and you have to wake up and go to work, and then you have to go to school. It's not hard to understand why she would have been feeling that pressure. Yeah, of course. But what's interesting is that... That part of her, you know, that 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 what she was going through, I know, contributed to how police ultimately handled her disappearance. Because there were things that happened that led them to believe that she had just left on her own. And that's the things that that's the that's the part about Bianca's story that we don't, we just don't know. Because you have the fact that she was exhibiting some you know, signs of just being kind of over it. The other interesting thing is that she sends those text messages to her mom. And of course, the question is, well, maybe they weren't Bianca sending sending the text messages. But what I found interesting was that her mom, at least in this TV One interview that she did, and this was like in 2013, so this is like two years after Bianca had gone missing, she says that she does believe that the text messages were from her daughter. She said it was something about the way the messages were written that she believed that they were Bianca, which of course then raises even more questions. Like if investigators are finding out, well, she texted you and told you that she was leaving, well, then she she left. That's right. that's what happened. And yeah. and this is one of those situations that unfortunately, you know, oftentimes we say the police you know, don't do enough. They have all of these things. They don't, they have all this, you know, they have people telling them that this is not something that this person would ever do and they would never leave and, you know, and and they don't put any energy into it. I, unfortunately, I think this type of, this situation is one of those situations where I can see how the police didn't jump on this. You know what I mean? Like, right, but- it's, I can I can I'll I'll say this yeah and you know I usually go with the you know mm-hmm. your expert your expert opinion it's so expert. but I, but in the story you said something about um, which happens in a lot of these stories that she wasn't spending no none of her money like they she wasn't no. no she wasn't and, and that was and the, that's and and that's listen, of course listen, no, I'm right? not saying I'm not saying after, I'm saying I'm saying initially right when the mom first comes to the police right. and okay. says my daughter is missing okay. yeah, but last that. night or two days ago she sent me these messages well I don't see them I see why they wouldn't have been like well let's run out and pull all police resources to find that's, this woman at this point I think that it wasn't until later on that her mother, of course, started, you know, pushing and that they were able to then find out that, okay, she's not using her credit card. She's not. But at that point, it's too late because if she had gone missing under, um, you know, violent circumstances or this was foul play, then that would have needed to been figured out immediately. If we're talking about weeks or months later, then yeah. Right. But uh, what is it? Find.you.me? What is that? Uh, oh, fine. Uh, uh, yeah, fine. Uh, yeah. That's why. What? What is the? It's a uh, the. You talking about the where you make the uh, profile? The, yeah, the profile. It's it's. Oh Jesus! Why am I blanking on the name of the website? It's fine. It's. I think it is fine. You dot me. Let me. Let me just. Let me well, just double check. Well, I, I would guess it. I would. <laughs> I would just say that 
That's so important. Help you find dot me. Help you find Sorry, dot guys. Me. It's help you find dot me. And you guys see it in my notes on the episodes. That's what Jason is talking about. Yeah, that's that's gotta be important, right? That's yeah. the thing I was saying because it's like if if, if somebody had her passwords yeah, they and could check a little out. bit sooner that she wasn't if I'm if I'm going somewhere, mm-hmm. if I'm missing, I'm spending money the first the first day, even yeah. if I'm pissed off, I'm you know what I'm saying I'm getting a and I'm getting a cheeseburger. Yeah. I'm, I'm relaxing. I'm getting and a even soda, if you like, I'm gonna take out cash. Like they would have noticed that she took out a, right, a, a bunch money. of cash that she that she traveling with. I also I, that's why I asked the question in the episode. Like, well, if she caught the bus, then did she? Because she tells her mom that she's taking a bus or something like that. And and I'm, I don't know how accurate that is because, like I said, we don't have like exact. With exactly what the text messages said to her mom, but in some of in one of the reports that I saw, it was reported that she said something about taking a bus to Ohio. Right. And so, if that is true, then were there ever any attempts to look at any bus tickets purchased by her? We're talking 2011. She could have went online, used her credit card, debit card to buy it. Same, even if she went to the train station. It's, it, it's very possible that she would have used a debit card or a credit card to purchase this train ticket. So, yes, I completely agree with what you're saying in terms of what they were able what what happened after she went missing and the and the strangeness of her just going completely just dark. And right. that is that is why as much as like I said in the beginning you can see how police may have been like, well, was she went missing on her own? It, it's the events that happen afterwards that you know why her family believes that she didn't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you see why her mother and her family believes that something happened to her because she would not have just dropped off the face of the earth. Right. Maybe she may have left. Maybe she did need a break. But for her to completely abandon her son, her whole entire life, her mother, all of these people in her life that she had relationships with did not fit into her character. And that's why that's why we're here. That's why we're talking about this episode because there are things that we it's always important to listen to the family. The, and and the family knows her best. We, the police don't know her. You know, to be and we can't judge her based off some text messages that she sent to her mother one night because she could have just been upset. We've been I've been upset. People say things, who knows? But what her family is saying is that this is not Bianca. Bianca would not leave her son like this. She may have been overwhelmed with life. She may have needed a break. She may have sometimes dropped him off at his dad's house for a few hours while she went and got her nails done or whatever it is that she did. But she always came back to get her son. Yeah. And that is the part that sticks out the most to me, is that according to her family, Bianca would always come back and get her son. So why now? or not now, but why 12 years ago would she leave her four-year-old? He wasn't an infant. He wasn't a little baby that wouldn't... He, he was... She had spent four years with this child. And then just to completely just... Psh, I'm done. I It's it's hard to... It is hard for me to believe as a mom. And I'm not saying that there are moms out there that haven't done stuff and crazy things. But like I said, it's 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 always about listening to the people who know these people the best. And... That is her family. That's her mother. They know her the best. And so they know that she would not have done this. And that's the most important thing. Okay. Um, Do you have some other things that you want to speak about as far as interesting uh, parts about the case? So 
this case is just one of those stories, like I said. It has a lot of missing things. It has a lot of questions. It has a lot of holes. Even the, like I said, even in the episode, the day that she went missing, we don't really know exactly what happened that day because the reports are conflicting. The 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 report that we can pretty much bank on is that she went to see her mom that day because that's what her mother said. She came to see her at her job. It was something that she would normally do. And so we know that at least that happened that day. But we don't know what happened after she left her mom's house. There are reports that she was last seen in her at her apartment building, but there's no witness statements. There's no timeline. So it's hard to, you know, know if that part of the story is true. We know that it's very likely that she could have been seen at her apartment. She could have went to her mom's job and then went home. The other thing that I couldn't figure out at the time was where her son was. I'm assuming that he was with his father, but I didn't under, didn't couldn't find any reason why she hadn't gone and picked him up that day or what the arrangement was in terms of her childcare. That that that's a question that I have and that information didn't seem to be available. But either way, like I said, there are so many things about Bianca's story that we just don't know and Hopefully, with this kind of renewed interest in her story and bringing it back up, we'll be able to get some of those answers. Her family will be able to get some of those answers and fill in some of these um, missing pieces to her story. Because I believe, like Bianca's family believes, that something happened. I don't believe that she started a new life with no money. <laughs> I don't, like you said, I don't believe that. No. I don't believe that she took her checks, whatever she was getting, working at that, at the even as a supervisor, or whatever, at a, at a sandwich shop. I don't believe she took those checks and started a new life. No. What we know is that it takes money to start a new life. It at least takes connections to somebody. She would have had to know somebody that could help her start over where she could live and stay. Where does she go from living, you know, a life where she worked and was was comfortable to living in a, a in a in a cardboard box? I, that's that's hard. Like you know what I mean? Like all because she was having a hard time, right? Because of school. Because of school. I because dropped, she could have just quit I, school. Yeah, I, she had a job. I dropped out of school. You know what I mean? Um, even with the the pregnancy, the pregnancy could have been overwhelming. But she had been pregnant before. She she had a, a family that I'm pretty sure was would have supported her. And so that doesn't make any sense. You know, running away pregnant doesn't make any sense because if you're overwhelmed by life. Why would you then go and start over with the baby? What are you doing with the baby? Yeah. You know what I mean? And any decisions that you were going to make about the baby, you could have made those when you were at home with your family, with the support of your family. Yeah. People drop out of school. They go They, they go they back. Go, they go back. They finish. She was 24 years old. You know, she could have... There's people that don't... That, that, that go back to school in their 30s and 40s. Yeah. And, you know, she had time to do the things that she wanted to do with her life. And yeah. So it's hard to just imagine that she would have just up and left. But that's that's what, you know, that's that's what we know about her story in terms of 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 those events of that day. Sadly, we just don't know anything else. And it's a it's a story that is frustrating because of that. But it's, you know, I'm glad that we were able to to cover it this week and and hopefully 
We'll find out more in in the coming weeks, months. I should yeah, say. Yeah, I, I think that in in this story, um, you know, there 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 weren't a lot of questions. No, nah. um, and, and I'm not going to ask any questions just because of what's going on right now. Yeah, and I and um, you know, hopefully we can do something. You know, where there's a um, update. Yeah, and uh, we can yeah, exactly. we can double back and and. That's we'll have some more, an, you know. We'll have some more answers. Yeah, and that's why I said I, I really, I'm definitely going to make sure I keep, um, keep, um, up on this story. You know, you guys, you know, always keep me updated. You guys in the audience, um, you guys make sure you send me articles and things like that. So, you know, if you see anything, if you hear, you know, see any movement on this case or find out any from any more information, please make sure you share that with me so I can, you know, update everybody and we can keep you know, an eye on this story and see what happens. And hopefully, hopefully, like I said, uh, Bianca's family will will get answers soon. Because 12 years is just, it's it's ridiculously long for someone to be missing without any answers. Yeah. Um, so in the next few week, weeks, I should say, mm-hmm. next few days or weeks, um, we'll, be, we'll be dropping some episodes. Um, I know you guys saw that uh, we dropped, uh, the episode during uh, Memorial Day, uh, the Reloaded, and mm-hmm. y'all didn't get afterthoughts, but those mm-hmm. afterthoughts are coming. Yeah, they're coming. And we, guys. And we just want to try to, you know, yeah, give you guys time to catch up and you know, um, kind of figure out, you know, I guess you can say, um, f- figure out the other information mm-hmm. and keep keep feeding information so that yeah. we can um, not not. Um, I wouldn't say cover it, but you know. Yeah, so we can yeah, tell the stories. You know, tell the stories. I yeah. think I also <laughs> wanted to make sure that I told people that um, the reloaded episodes are often, well, for now especially, they're episodes that came out when the show first, first started. Like these are, you know, six months in, these are the first. 25 episodes. So, and I said this before when we did the religion, sometimes they sound they sound different than some of the newer episodes. And this is where we just kind of talk and I tell you guys what's really going on. I was new to podcasting <laughs> at that point. It was very new to me and I had never done it. And I didn't know, I wasn't 100% comfortable. I was, you know, I'm I was I've always been someone who can write. If you wanted me to write something, I didn't have an issue writing, but getting in front of the microphone or behind the microphone, I should say, and telling a story and making sure that I'm getting the details and being, you know, concise. I was I'm also a person who naturally talks really 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 fast. So, it was something that when I first started, I was like, don't talk fast, but I ended up talking really slow. And there's like there's certain things about the way I told the story then that I don't tell it now. So that's why when you listen to it, you're like, this sounds different than the stories I'm listening to. <laughs> and, she t- and this, even, ain't, this ain't how she tells the stories now. Like, and, but th- th- that's why. But 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 it's a testament because I always tell Amara, I say, um f- from you know, from being, you know, from podcasting for two, two and a half years now. Two yeah, well, two, two years plus and a couple years, months. And then also um being on the Cloudson iHeart Network, mm-hmm. um, it's a lot that you learn as far as oh, yeah. podcasting, and there's a lot. We actually, I've been, I've been asking my wife to do a free class. Hopefully, <laughs> we'll do it soon where we can just help people with their podcast. I know you guys see a lot of um, people that want to, you know, pay Charge me, you money. pay me a hundred dollars, and I'll teach you how to do a podcast. <laughs> 
you and they don't, don't and they never done a successful <laughs> podcast. Um, they don't have anything to do. So you. we, I, I mean, just the growth. Yeah, uh, like she said, it's, it's it's about growing. It's yeah. about you know when it comes to like uh, altering um, and just you know refining yeah. you know things about you it know is. wanting to deliver the information exactly. You know, and if you've been listening from the beginning, you know I shout out to you if you've been listening to the beginning because that you know you you listen through the struggle. You know what I mean, and you've and you've seen the growth. And for those of you who are new and may go back and listen to the episodes and be like, oh, it's a little different. That's why you know. But like you said, it's a testament to the growth and the. The fact that we're still doing it after right. all of this time, and, you know and I mean? wasn't, of course, I wasn't a part of even speaking on the podcast. Yeah. But then, only thing I did was like the the I do all the music for mm-hmm. the podcast, and I wasn't even a great editor. I used to do a lot of like music editing, like of singers and stuff like that. But I've never oh, yeah. edited like somebody speaking vocals, mm-hmm. so I had no clue what <laughs> I had no clue what I was doing. Either. Yeah, we were we we learned we were learning as we as we went along yeah, and as a team, you know. Thank God for you know the 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 success of the show and that we've been able to continue to do it. And like you said, we've been here two plus years, and we'll continue. And and, I, and like I said, I think I've said this before. Like you might listen to these episodes or the show, God willing, you know, two years from now, and you'll listen to episodes from now, and they'll sound different yeah, because it's of all af- about of growth. After, even after afterthoughts. Yeah, afterthoughts <laughs> is going to evolve. Like. It's all going to evolve. So I appreciate those who were patient with us in the beginning, who appreciated what we were doing, you know, has been with us through the growth. I appreciate the new listeners who are just coming on. And, you know, there's more to come, guys. We're going to continue to grow. We were not professional podcasters before this. Not I wouldn't even all. say I'm a professional podcaster now. No. I'm still very much an amateur podcaster. Right. And every day I'm learning. It's it's every time I sit behind this mic and, and record these episodes, I'm learning. I'm, you know, finding things that I can change or do better. I listen to the feedback. I hear the, I hear the feedback. I hear what you guys say and... We take that all into account and try to implement that in the best way possible to make the best show possible. And because at the end of the day, it's it's more about the. Inf- I think a lot of times Amara focuses on the information yes. that she's trying to give you, mm-hmm. and not trying to you know make a show or make a podcast. Yeah, um, it's really more about that information that she's trying to deliver yeah. to you. Um, so yeah, and it's about me finding a balance between doing a show and making sure that I'm putting the information out there, putting the factual information out there and honoring the women and their stories and their families. So. Yeah. So I just wanted to tell you that before we got into the second episode or the second story of the episode this week. So the second story we did was Christina Voltaire. Now, Christina was a 22-year-old woman who was living in Winter Haven, Florida. So both stories this week took place in places I had never heard of before I did these stories. Romulus, Michigan, and Winter Haven, Florida. I actually didn't even look it up on the map to see where in Florida it is. But she was living in Winter Haven, Florida. But uh, Christina was originally from Haiti. And she came to the United States with her father. uh, And she started, you know, going to school. She was in college and she was living a pretty, you know, normal life. Her father said that at some point he, she started hanging out with a crowd that he didn't like, but you know, that sometimes happens to teenagers. Uh, But she was in college. She was getting a degree in nuclear biology, I believe. Um, And so that was her life. But in 2009, 
Christina got pregnant. And sadly, in January in 2010, uh, her daughter died. And we don't know what the circumstances of the death was, but, you know, I, it, it had to have been a tragedy for for Christina. She had made the decision at some point that she was going to move to where her father lived and to be closer to her father and family. And she was going to enroll and the university she went to had a campus. And so she was going to enroll in that campus. But on January the 8th, 2011, Christina disappeared. And what we know about her disappearance is that a friend of hers who lived in the apartment complex also came to her home, came to her apartment to borrow his, a car, her, her car, because his car had broken down. Uh, but when he comes back 45 minutes later, Christina is gone. But the robe that she had been wearing when he last saw her was still there. Her purse was still there. All of her personal, her laptop, that she, everything is still in the apartment. He comes back the next day. Christina's still not there. He calls around. And then uh, when he's unable to find her, he ends up making a police report and reporting Christina missing. Unfortunately, there wasn't very much information about an investigation, how deep the investigation was into Christina's disappearance. Um, we don't. We know that police spoke to uh, Charles, who was the friend, spoke to her uh, ex, Ducell, who was also Charles's brother. But there was no sign of Christina. She didn't have a credit card. She didn't have a cell phone. And so they were unable to trace anything when it came to her. And 12 years later, Christina is still missing. So that's the recap of Christina's story. Yeah. Uh, this is a wild one. Yeah. Um, and I only say that because uh, the two brothers situation, that's just, yeah. that's just wild. That's, that's always offbeat to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a, that's a crazy part of the story. Yeah. I, I, so for me, it's it it starts with the whole Charles, the Charles friend situation, right? So from the story, we know that according to Charles, his car breaks down and he's not too far from where Christina lives. But this is also not too far from where he lives because they're neighbors. And so he walks to Christina's apartment. He uses her phone or he, I, I can't even say he uses her phone because he could have had a cell phone. I don't know. But he makes a call from her apartment. He asks her to borrow her car because he, you know, his car breaks down. He says that he goes to check on his car and then he goes to his mom's house to pick up two plates of food. And then he comes back to Christina's house or apartment. When he comes back to Christina's apartment, She's not there. She's gone. Her robe's still there. All of her personal belongings are still there, but Christina is gone. He leaves, comes back the next day. She's still not there. Now, the things that I find interesting about Charles's story and his account or recollection, or I should say account of what happened, is him and Christina were neighbors. I don't understand why he went to... Christina's apartment and didn't go to his own apartment. Now, the reason that he gives is because he wants to borrow her car. 
also, I don't understand why he wanted to borrow her car because he was within walking distance of his car to her apartment. The reporting says it was two blocks. Now, sometimes reporting is off and it may not have been two blocks, could have been two miles. I don't know. But either way, if it was two blocks, he walked to the car, walked to her apartment. I don't understand why he didn't walk to his apartment. That, you know, that's initially. I could see that once he got to his apartment, he calls his mechanic. He says, you know, something's going on in my car. Can you meet me at the location? And then he goes back to the location because he already, I'm I'm going with the two blocks thing because that's what it said. And he goes, (laughs) walks back two blocks to his car. His mechanic meets him there, tells him you got a hole in your engine. Now, at that point, to me, it would have made sense for him to say, oh, okay, well, dang, I was about to go to my mom's house and pick up this food. Let me see if I can borrow Christina's car. I'm going to go knock on Christina's door, see if I can borrow her car. And then that way he would have just, you know, borrowed her car, went to his mom's house and came back. But the fact that his explanation was that he went to, left his car, went to Christina's house, got her car, went back to his car, then went to her mom's, his mom's house, and then went back to Christina's house. It, to me, doesn't make a lot of sense. It is strange. Police say that they question Charles. They don't have any reason to believe that he's lying. They believe that, you know, he was the one who called and reported her missing. So, you know, that's, you know, one of the reasons why they don't believe that he had anything to do with it. They also are able to um, find the, um, they're also able to find his alibi and corroborate his alibi. And so his alibi is that he went to his car and then went to his mom's house. And they're like, we're able to account for those 45 minutes. And so we pretty much assume that he's telling the truth. Now, what's interesting to me about those 45 minutes is that he's the only person who's saying that this happened in these 45 minutes. Not accusing anybody. This is all just conversation. But it's interesting to me that he is the only person who can who can say what happened in those 44 minutes. It's according to him that she was home at that time when he got there. According to him, she wasn't there when he got back. That's it. Nobody else says, oh, oh yeah, I know she was home for sure. I don't have any, or I didn't see any reporting that she talked to anybody on the phone in those 45 minutes or, or even during that time. We know that she went to IHOP that morning because she spoke to someone there. She had a hair appointment that she canceled, and then she went home. And then the next time we know of Christina's whereabouts is when Charles says he saw her at home at at 8 o'clock. That's it. That's it. But what we know is that she left, according to the timeline, she left IHOP at 11.30 in the morning. Now, He's saying he doesn't see her until 8 p.m. But there's no other witnesses. There's no other sightings. There's not. There's nothing else about, you know, where Christina was besides Charles's story. So I don't. I I really find it odd that that 45 minute alibi was enough of an alibi because. That that doesn't just because he said that's what happened doesn't mean that that's what happened, and he was the last person to see her. He he was he just was, and yes, so dear. it's to me it it leaves open a lot of questions about what what could have really happened and why police were so like oh yeah okay we we got his forty five minutes locked down he's telling the truth like 
Well, who said that she, who said that any of this happened? You know what I mean? They did recover her car. Um, and so, you know, they, they had that, but I don't know if they ever searched it for evidence or DNA or anything like that. But that part of the story is very off to me. <laughs> like when I was writing it and and researching this story, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. So the only person that says that this happened is the last person to see her. And then what we know is that there was possibly, like you said when we first started the story, there's possibly this love triangle that may be going on between Christina, Charles, and his brother Dussel, who Christina had also had a relationship with. And so now you're inter- you're you're introducing, I don't want to say motive, but you're introducing things that call the the relationship that they have. It makes it, you know, if you just say, oh, this is just my friend and neighbor, well then, yeah, okay. But now if you're saying, well, this is somebody that I was romantically involved with who was also seeing my brother and, and you know, that raises and escalates the emotion between two people, between somebody. You now, know question, I mean? do you mm-hmm. know this offhand? Do you know if there was a Blood, full blood brothers? Was they half brothers? As far as I know, they they full. Just like, yo, man, like me and Jamil, like, yo, that's my brother. No, no, as far as I know, they're like blood brothers. I don't know if they half brothers or whole brothers, but they brothers. They share a parent, at least one. Like, that's his brother brother. Okay. Um, They have the same last name. Amen. So yeah, they're they 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 have the same hyphenated last name. Okay. Yeah. So So they're brothers. Okay. Cool. Um. So yeah, so we're not talking about like yo, this is my this is my brother, this is my brother, like we yeah. god brothers, the cousins that we call brothers. No, they're brother brothers. Yeah. So yeah, so we know that that can be deep. Now, like I said, we have no idea. Charles has always denied that this was that they that he had a romantic relationship with Christina, but his own brother Dussel, who had also dated Christina said in an interview that his brother was romantically involved with Christina. Also, Christina's father says that before she went missing, she confided in him that she had to make a tough decision and she had to decide between Ducell and Charles. Right. So we have now two people basically saying that this relationship was more than them just being friends. The only person who's saying the only person who seems to have any knowledge of it that's saying the opposite is Charles, and the other person who would either be able to corroborate that or deny that that's the case is Christina, and she's missing. So we have no idea what was really going on between Christina and Charles, but it does to me in terms of an investigation, it would raise red flags yeah. if if that is the case. Because, yeah, then he would have a motive to do something. He would have an incentive to lie and, and cover up and things like that. So I find it interesting that even with that information, they didn't pursue that anymore. You know, I think that initially they did think possibly that Dussel was involved, but Dussel had an alibi because he wasn't, he was in Miami at the time and they were able to corroborate his movements with ATM receipts and cameras that were on ATMs to prove that he was not in Winter Haven when Christina disappeared. Okay. But even the 
relationship. Like, all of it seems very complicated because when Dussel gives his interview, the same interview where he says that his brother was romantically involved with Christina, he also says, he reveals the information about, you know, that they had been in a relationship, they lived together, him and Christina had lived together at one point, and that they were together when she got pregnant, and he thought that he was the father of her child. And thought that he was the father of her child until the child died. That's crazy. That, uh, that to me, is like, uh, that. Yeah. that is like, if that wouldn't give somebody a motive, that would give somebody a motive. Like, yeah. you lied to me about this child being mine, and then I didn't even find out until after the child died that the child was not my child, that there's another man's name on the birth certificate. Yeah. That, to me, seems like, he, and and what I felt found like disingenuous about his interview is how he acted like it wasn't a big deal. Like like even if you didn't have anything to do with her disappearance, you should have said that you were mad because you know what I mean. Like because you saying that you oh I wasn't mad or I didn't come on come on that doesn't make any yeah, sense. I'm on a beam. Yeah, like even if you weren't and he talked about some the, I'm, that I'm mad. He also says in the interview that it's the reason why their relationship ended. So you were in a relationship with her when this happened. You were you were still in yeah. a relationship. I'm definitely. You weren't broken up, and then you found out, and you like, well, I done moved on. You're you're saying that you were still in a like that. He said that they weren't living together at the time, but they were still together. And then the child dies in January of 2010, and he finds out yeah. sometime after that that this is not even his child. I mean, if he had any type of feelings for this woman, then he was. Then he, he was mad. To, he had to be upset. And if he cared about the child I mean, that died, yeah, even if you both, know, both. like saying, how like, do you he, not? How do you act like? Oh, I wasn't. Oh, it, yeah. it wasn't that big of a deal. Oh, we ended on good terms. You didn't That's end really on good weird. terms. How yeah. you end on good terms? How yeah. you end on good terms? And you think that this woman lied to you for a whole year about your child? Yeah. However, you, you know, that you know, I don't want to say a whole year because I don't know how long, how old the child was. I'm, I don't remember seeing reporting, but it doesn't matter. One one, one month year, is, one, one month is long enough. Yeah, like you, you, you don't th- you think that she lied to you about this child? Did 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 you you know you were telling people this was your baby and things like that, and you know, and now she's embarrassing you by you finding out this wasn't even your child. So it, that that was hard for me to even believe. And he's like, oh, I. I didn't care. I wasn't. It wasn't that big of a deal. Like I was. I was. He, what he said was, I wasn't angry. I was disappointed, sir. You were angry. Anybody would have been angry. Come on, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. So, both of these situations are very, very complicated. The crazy part is, is that we don't have any information or any evidence that they are connected to Christina's disappearance. That's the craziest part about it. We know that they existed. We know that there were these issues, potential issues. You have Dussel, you got Charles, you got him not being her child's father. You got Charles saying that they're not in a relationship, but her father saying that they were. You got all of these things, right? But you can't say for sure or connect any of those things to Christina being Christina's disappearance. And so, as salacious as they are, like, ooh, this love triangle, and was she seeing both brothers and blah, 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 it doesn't really matter because, number one, police have decided that it doesn't matter. And number two, we can't connect it to what happened to Christina. We can only speculate. We can only ask questions. But in the meantime, that doesn't really help because Christina's been missing for 12 years. 
So speculating and 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 trying to you know well maybe it was this and maybe it was that. It, it's it it it's difficult when there's such so much information that just is unknown. It's just you know it it bothers me, but it's just that's. That's this case. That's one of it's, it's both these cases this week. But yeah, yeah. Um, do you have anything else for the case? I actually um, didn't have any questions. I know I didn't see any questions as yeah. far as the case was concerned. I didn't have any questions. I just wanted to get you know kind of your feedback on the cases. Um, mm-hmm. Did you did you have anything else for these cases? Not really. Those were I think I pretty much covered like all of the big things that I wanted to bring out about both of these stories. And it was just, um, you know, it wasn't, and I had, a, I had questions. I had a lot of questions, but I, you know, and some of the questions I even asked throughout the episode, kind of like, you know, those rhetorical questions, but yeah, that was pretty much it for this week. I don't have any other things that I really wanted to add. Well, hopefully in the case of Bianca Green. Yeah. As, um, you know, the other situation uh, starts to process and they start to, um, you know, find out what's going on there. We'll be able to give some updates and um, be able to talk about that, uh, that story yeah. and the connection um, of that story. For sure, and, yeah. And um, just as a side note, uh, if anybody is in... I guess you would say the tri-state area. I don't know how many areas is affected, but um, we're going through the situation with the uh, Canadian wildfires. And oh, yeah, it's poisoning crazy us. crazy right now. Um, so um, Yeah, if you're in New York, if you in, yeah. Massachusetts, up in that area. If you're, Just be safe, y'all. Yeah, like, I know it's going to, they said it's going to go, it's, they said it's as far as Georgia. So, I, you know, if you're down even in the south, it's just really crazy. Like it's it's just been a complete smog over the yeah. whole city. It smells like burning wood. Yeah. It's 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 almost surreal. Like it's like you go outside and you're like, what in the world is going on? Yeah. So like, if so. you if you if you um listen to Afterthoughts, you know, tomorrow morning and um, you know, the ones that get up and listen to it right away, we yeah. appreciate y'all. Yo, y'all be safe, man. Yeah. And Wear your masks. Yeah, I know. If you, if you can, got any masks, put you your can, mask back on, guys. Yeah, no, it's it's okay to you know, just just wear them, man. Yeah. I'm I'm wearing my John. I don't care. Yeah, especially <laughs> if you got health problems, asthma, yeah. heart issues. Make sure you guys are being safe, taking care of yourselves, and um, yeah, that's it. So thank you guys for joining us this week for Afterthoughts. I was happy to be back with the new Afterthoughts this week. Uh, we will be back next week, of course, with a brand new episode of Black Girl Gone. And then we'll be back on Thursday with a new Afterthoughts. And like Jason said, be on the lookout. We're going to be dropping um, those Afterthoughts that we owe you guys. You won't um, know. It's going to be like yeah, Beyonce. It's going be- to be like how Beyonce <laughs> did it. You just you gonna wake it ain't gonna up. be like Beyonce. It's not like Beyonce, but it's gonna be like I'm. I'm definitely gonna you know just drop them. I probably won't make like an announcement on Instagram, but you'll see them in your feeds over the next week. So as usual, thank you guys. Appreciate you guys listening and joining us for Afterthoughts this week, and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Peace. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. 
Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.